If you knew you were starting a business that would generate you $1 million per year, how much would you be willing to invest today? Travis Ferris is a real estate entrepreneur, sales coach, team leader, public speaker, and community builder. He's done the work with over $500 million in total sales. Now he's welcoming you to the table. But make sure you're ready. The coffee is for closers only. The mindset's the one thing that's going to keep you going. Coffee for Closers is powered by Collab Agents. Here's your host, Travis Ferris. Uh, this is Travis Ferris, host of Coffee for Closers, powered by Collab Agents. Um, we have an amazing guest today, uh, someone we've been working with for years, absolutely destroying and dominating real estate in a different way, kind of on the content. So um, quick intro, Dustin, if you can. Yeah, for sure. Uh, dude, has it been two years since we, or three years since we've been working together? It's oh, it's all, about three years, I think. About three years. years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. Um, I've I've been in real estate as an agent since 2011, January 2011. So that's going on what 12 years almost, or 11 years. I'm a realtor. I can't do math. And um, you know, the, the first half of my career just sucked. I was struggling because I, I was following someone else's playbook, thinking that I I had to do what they were doing to attract clients. Um, otherwise, there was like no chance of success and coming to find out there are so many different ways to attract business as an agent. I just had to find something that matched my personality, my strengths, my weaknesses, my likes and dislikes, all of that. And so uh, once I kind of learned that I got away from door knocking and cold calling and this chasing down approach to getting business. And I started to jump into content marketing where you can attract clients to you. And I started with blogging and that led to YouTube. It led to social media. It led to uh, the podcast. And, and now I've transitioned, um, because my, my audience of my audience really switched to other real estate agents about five, five to six years ago. And, uh, and now, uh, I've completely, you know, changed course, if you will. And now I speak to agents and educate agents on the marketing and social media and, uh, how to become more profitable and all of that. And, and it's become so super fulfilling. Um, i I mean, frankly, I make more money than I was when I was selling homes solo and, um, you know, just enjoying the shit out of, out of real estate again. So it's pretty cool. And we get to, you know, work with people like you and Nisa and your, your group, you guys are crushing it in multiple States and doing things at a super high level that never would have happened if I just stayed in my little bubble in Salt Lake city and thought I just need to sell more homes. Um, you know, I wouldn't have the relationships and the friendships. So it's, it's just been such a blessing. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, you kind of, kind of went on a point there with, with Nisa and I, we've, we've been selling real estate. It's interesting that you said it because with the the sales and consumer facing real estate, it's, I think the similarity to us of, of where we really transitioned is we've been pushing out video content for years. And so we would do really amazing videos for our, our, for our listings. However, we've always been doing it to where it was never truly actually for the consumer, the buyers or sellers. It was actually subliminally done for the agent. So we tried to do really great video and marketing so that we could actually have these conversations because agents would see our stuff and say, man, you guys do videos and they look great. And it's kind of interesting because that was actually the intent of a lot of our, our stuff in what we were doing. So we're going to hop in here because uh, quite frankly, you know, Dustin Brum, you are a unicorn 
in the sense of, uh, and not a lot of people do it. And the reason why we say it, it's super special and I, we, we kind of briefly touched on it and I think it's going to be a huge point because no one has really ever gone from like not really selling real estate and just kind of went from like newer agent to team leader, you know, overnight type thing. And you kind of actually went down that path of I'm a newer agent. I've sold a little bit of real estate and you kind of skipped everything and went right to building a team essentially that's going to sell to let you do your thing on the business instead of in it. Um, so tell me a little bit about that. Like what, what was it that made you spring forward? Where were you at psychologically to, to really just say, I'm going to build a team instead of, you know, grinding in the real estate trenches for a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shit, we could talk about that for an hour, which is kind of the point of the podcast, right? So um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't, uh, when I made the transition into, into how I'm doing things now, I wasn't a new agent, but my production looked like I was a new agent. Um, I mean, I, my best year, like uh, being fully transparent, I think my best year, I did like 40 sales, 40, like low forties. And, um, I've always like, once I finally got attraction marketing halfway into my career. And like I said, I've been doing it for 11 or 12 years, halfway in, I realized it's the marketing that I love. I love being a marketer who sells homes and, and I really leaned into that. And I saw through our brokerage and through this unique business model, I saw a path to me being more of a mentor and a coach to others who were a step or two or three behind me. And, and so where I could partner with them, help them sell a shitload more homes. And then I would just get a, a piece of that. And, you know, you get enough people to join you in doing that and it becomes pretty lucrative. And, you know, after a year or, or what was it after a, a couple of years of being with, with our brokerage and doing things this way, I realized like, this is where, um, for me, this is where the fulfillment is. This is where the impact on the industry is. And this is where the money is. So that's, it's just been so damn cool. Um, you asked a big open-ended question there. So, so keep asking me follow-up <laughs> questions and we'll, and we'll dive deeper. Yeah, no. And it's, uh, you know, I think we could get in a lot of these con content or, uh, kind of things all day and talk about them all day long. So, uh, diving into marketing, you know, realistically, like how has marketing, even in the last five years from what you've seen really convert and change into kind of the new lead generation, whether again, you're trying to attract and generate agents or even, kind of attracting buyers and sellers like, um, you know, that's kind of your forte and why we really enjoyed working with you. Cause again, we're marketers, we're business professionals. We're not always real estate agents. So, I mean, like what, what are your thoughts on how things have changed in a marketing context in the last couple of years? You know, in hindsight, looking back, it's crazy to think that it wouldn't have played out like it has, but at the time you're like, you know, this social media thing, it's pretty cool. You know, video, I like watching videos, but then you just keep doing the same like traditional shit that all of your mentors and the people that you look up to that they have been doing for 10, 10 to 20 years. And pretty soon, like you wake up in 2022 and it's like, okay, if you're not showing up on social media, you're, you literally don't exist to the consumer. You don't exist. And it, it, the reason being is you're, if you're not showing up in someone's newsfeed, your competitor is multiple competitors are. It, it's it's not even like a, a a suggestion anymore that you must show up in video on social media, but it's a must because if you're not showing up, your competitors are as simple as that. And uh, you know it's it's been this I, I'd call it a slow creep, uh, 
where it just video and content and being present on social media and, and increasing the quality of how you show up, it gets more important every single year. So, you know, five, six years ago, it was still kind of this new ish thing. Um, there were some people that had committed completely, but there were some, most of our industry was just kind of like dipping their toes in. They're like, let's put some video out there here and there, but it was mostly self-serving, right? It was mostly like, Hey, let me, let me do a video on shit that I want you to hear. Yeah. And that doesn't work anymore. Like it's been, a, it's been a couple of years now where like, if you're putting out stuff that you want people to see and they don't really want to see it, it's just, it's dead in the water. It's done. It's hurting your credibility. It's killing you within the algorithm. So now social media is not just required, but doing it well and intentionally is required. If you want to have any real results, the good news is the ship has not left the dock, right? The, the ship has not sailed. This is still, there's still plenty of room for anyone to join in and start doing things right and really win big. And I see it every single day with our agents, but you, you no longer have the luxury of thinking social media content is a nice to have. It's just, it's an absolute must. If you want to be around two to five years from now, simple as that. hundred percent. And it's actually, it's shocking when I see a lot of these videos. And again, we've been doing videos for years, which just get in front of it. We always get our people to be uncomfortable, but being in front of video really shouldn't, you, it, you should very quickly get not discomfortable with it. You know what I mean? Like you got to get comfortable in front of the camera, Yes, but there's really a, a new school, old school. And even though it's new school things that are occurring, it's still an old school concept. Cause it's like in business, it's like, would you, would you spend, you know, even a hundred thousand dollars to push out a product without asking the consumers like what they want? And I think any smart, reasonable business professional is going to say no. And I think a lot of, we'll say business professionals, but agents, exactly what you just said. Yeah, it's self-serving. Like they're pushing out things that, that they want to hear and that they assume that the other people want to hear. But it's not. It's really like a, a, a menu society today to where that's kind of YouTube. And these are things that, again, because I'm 35 um, we have to constantly say, who are the demographic? Who's the consumers? Again, agent or buyers and sellers. And where are they consuming? And like YouTube, for example, it's like everyone thinks YouTube and if you have to look at YouTube differently. It's not this. It's not necessarily a video platform. It is a search engine and it's a search engine of information to where you have to dial in your content so that people find you in, in whatever way they're shopping. You know what I mean? Cause again, and I always talk about this in our sales coaching is if you're cold call, you know, and you're doing your hour, two or three hours a day and you, you find literally, and I always say this, you find someone that literally probably needs to buy or sell a house. And let's say it's a, a mom who answers the phone at 11 AM and she has a crying baby in the background and she needs to buy or sell. You get her on the phone. What is she going to say? Don't have time she, to talk. I don't have time to talk or no, thank you. So you're, you're getting people on, on your time. And the, the key to all of this in business today is getting on their time. And that's where producing video is so critical because it's getting the same content, but then they're able to absorb and consume it on their time, which means they're actually going to digest it and then call you. So, so well put, I mean, interruption marketing doesn't work. It doesn't work anymore. It's dead. The reason being is there's so much content on so many different platforms now, 
and people have zero patience for bullshit. Okay. So if you are, if, first off, bullshit means a bunch of different things. So like if you show up in their newsfeed all of a sudden, because Instagram or TikTok suggested your video and you spend the first 15 seconds introducing yourself, well, they didn't make it 15 seconds. They made it three or four and then they bounced to the next video. They just, with one little swipe of the thumb, they're on to the next one. So it's, it's crucial that you learn how to craft the message properly with a hook and choose topics that, that appeal broadly. Uh, you can't just say, let me tell you about an FHA loan. You could talk about how you could buy a million dollar house for 35 K. You could do that. That appeals to a lot more people. But if you say, Hey, let me tell you about an FHA loan. Nobody, get, only a couple people give a shit. So 100%. you, you got to learn that stuff. Uh, it's, it's absolutely crucial. Um, in, interrupting people on like you call them out of the blue, dude, I, I don't answer my phone anymore. I have my unknown numbers blocked on my iPhone. I have zero patience. I don't want my day interrupted when I'm not expecting it. So tech, that is why all of us prefer text messaging. Cause then we can respond on our time. When you log into social media and you're scrolling, you're consuming stuff on your time. It's a big difference. Absolutely. And it's, uh, I think with that, it's, you really have to dial in the fact that you are a business professional. You are a marketer, a master marketer. So it's like, I essentially like when you wake up every day, like, what do you say? I mean, do you wake up every day and say, I'm going to be the best real estate agent in the world or, or take us through what, what Dustin Brome says to himself every morning. Oh yeah. I don't say that shit. No, <laughs> I, I, uh, I wake up and think, how can I get in front of as many people as possible today? Absolutely. And That's then it. masterfully create that script or funnel yeah. Yeah. or whatever it is that you need to do. All right, let's uh, hop in to content. Cause again, that's kind of your specialty is, you know, where's the market, where's the market at today? How is, how, how has your message had to change from a year ago to today? And then where do you think it's headed? Uh, the real estate market. Yes. And your content around that. Yes. Super interesting. So before I'd say like April or May of 2022, everyone was searching for real estate stuff. Everyone wanted to hear home buying advice, investment advice, all of that. Like you look at the Google search trends, um, which by the way, you just Google, Google trends and you'll find this stuff and you can find out what people are searching. Those searches were through the roof. Like people wanted that shit. And then all of a sudden interest rates, Jerome Powell steps in with his fat face and, and screws <laughs> everything up with the, with the rate increases one after another. And pretty soon this thing shifted. And, and now the search trends went way the hell down for, um, you know, home buying and real estate investment topics. So knowing that fewer people want to see that stuff and are searching for that stuff. And I look, the social media networks are not search engines. YouTube is Pinterest is, but not Facebook or Instagram or, or TikTok, Not really. Um, so even though the search traffic is down, that also relates to the interest level is down. So just like, that's where you take the search traffic and you're like, okay, well, that means fewer people care on social. So then what do they care about? Well, making money, preserving money, you know, um, extra money. We're, we're in this recession and, you know, people are cutting costs. They're trying to figure out how to preserve their wealth, how to, how to build it. Um, so you just have to reframe the way you say things. Uh, so 
you're still talking about the same stuff. You're, you're still saying, hey, investing in real estate can absolutely help you kick the domino, kick the first domino over on wealth creation. Here's how it works. You just have to change the verbiage into you know, wealth creation or extra income using real estate versus buy a house because you need more space. One works now, the other doesn't because uh, consumer expectations shift with the market. 100%. Um, I guess if, if people are watching this, like real estate agents, like what would you say, like the number one video or top three videos or p content or pieces of marketing that they should Ooh. immediately do right now? Yeah. Uh, so if, if you're doing YouTube as a strategy, it needs to be hyper local stuff, cost of living in your market, uh, moving to your market, why I wouldn't move to your market, fill in the blank. Um, it, the YouTube model for real estate agents is tried and true. There are so many realtors that do the exact same topics just with their own, their own spin on it for their own areas. And it crushes, uh, you don't need millions of views. You need hundreds of views and then you get a bunch of clients. So that works really well on YouTube, uh, with social media. What I'm seeing really crush it right now is so a few different things, talking head videos where you're really concise with educating on a certain topic. You have to have a really good hook. You have to be concise. You have to cut out any gaps and, and filler words and just be like straight, short, into the, short and sweet to the point, 30 seconds or less if you can. Uh, I try to shoot for 30 seconds with my, with my uh, Instagram reels, TikToks, YouTube shorts, because they're all the same damn thing, right? It's all short form video. That works really well. What is also working, if you do it well, is if you have an attractive home with attractive features with good, and you, you can take some video with good lighting and all of that, and you can do these little home tour videos, those crush on Instagram and TikTok because real estate is so visual that when you can visually show a nice kitchen, a backyard, a huge garage with a Lamborghini in it, or a master bedroom with, with this view. And you can show all these little pieces, little two second clips all pieced together into a reel. And the music is spot on. You can get millions of views on that. And there are real estate agents who have channels and that's all they do is property tours and they crush. They get a bunch of sellers coming to them saying, Hey, we want to list with you because we want you to feature our house on your, on your profile. We want you to do a TikTok or a reel with our house. And, and so with, with these videos, how you do it matters so much. So if you're going to do these, don't just wing it. Okay. Like get some stuff out there to practice, but then look at who's doing it at a very, very high level. Look at who's doing the property tour, property walkthrough videos and getting millions of views. Just go copy their shit. Literally like dissect. Okay. Are, are they doing photos or videos? How long are each clip? Like is each clip two seconds? Is it five seconds? What is it? Is it moving? Is it dark? Is it light? You know, what kind of music are they using? How many clips are in one reel? Dissect it and just do your own. Same with the talking head stuff. You, you see somebody else doing a topic for consumers, like, you know, how to buy a million dollar house with 35K and it's about an FHA loan, right? Three and a half down, take their script or, or, you know, borrow from their script take inspiration from it and just do your own version of it. But you, you know, success leaves clues. You just have to look at who's doing it very, very well and do your own version of it. It's that simple. It's not necessarily easy, but it's certainly not hard. 
It's simple if you just copy what the successful are doing. That's business 101 by itself anyways. 100%. And I think you just said something I constantly tell people. Uh, simple. It's not easy. Like getting in, into real estate and crushing numbers and, and making money. It's simple. It's not necessarily easy. And actually taking something complex and making it simple is actually difficult. Yes. Well, like numbers behind that, exactly. Like Dustin just dropped some tons of data, facts, and analytics um, through all that. But I mean, one of our agents, uh, Marina Tolentino, we'll have her on one of these episodes. I think she started YouTube this year and in 2022 from her YouTube channel, getting hyper local, doing exactly what Dustin just said, has closed, I think, like over 5 million of real estate in Hawaii just from her YouTube. We have another agent, Taylor uh, Cardenas. She'll also be on. She's closed about three and a half million in a new market. So she moved to a new market and on her YouTube, which she started a year ago. And mind you, I think they, they were getting buyers and sellers based on 200 subscribers, not 20,000 or 200,000 subscribers. So yeah, it doesn't need too much to actually go in. The cool thing and how this translates into, into real estate is I learned basically after uh, COVID hit and, and the pandemic and when you are what you say you are. And so what the cool thing is, is this is so much nitty gritty marketing. Like literally people go to get MBAs in marketing to do exactly what we're talking about. I had an older couple and it was my largest, it was my largest listing at, I think like close to 3 million. And they literally said, Hey, you know, who are you? What do you do? And I'm like, well, Travis Ferris, Ferris team with eXp Realty. We're a cloud-based mobile brokerage that lets us do what we need to do to get your home in front of millions of people, um, wherever in the world they are. And they were like, that sounds great. Sign us up. It's the same thing. So if you are able to take this data and say, here's what I do on YouTube. Here's how many subscribers here. Because again, if you see the, the pie chart that says, where do buyers come from? What percentage is online? It's like 60% of all buyers are come to listings from online. That's a really general. So if you were to take that 60% and say, here's what we do, YouTube, analytics, subscribers, where they're coming, where they're moving from, and you showed that to a seller, do you think that seller would say, my God, you're a master marketer. We want you to represent our house. It, absolutely. So I mean, that, that, that last 10 minutes there was just jam-packed of shit that you need to do if you're hearing this. And, and you're going to suck at it in the, in the beginning. That's the part that most of you don't want to hear and that you'll ignore. You're going to suck in the beginning. Even when you're you're looking to some other successful creator and copying their model. And I don't mean copying like copying. Like you're just saying, oh, I like that topic. I like how they did this with I like the camera position. I like how they said this. And then you just do your own version. That's not copying. That's taking inspiration from and recreating. So that's, that's what every creator does. Like everybody does that shit. So you do that. You're still going to suck because it takes practice. So don't expect that your first 20 videos are going to go viral. It, by the way, you don't need to go viral to, to be selling five, six to, you know, eight homes a month from social and YouTube. You don't. You just need to be reaching the right people with a, with a message that's well done and it's short it, it's as short as it needs to be. And pretty soon they're, you're building a relationship with the people that are watching you over and over and over while you're out doing another video or while you're out, you know, with the kids at a soccer game, 
they're watching your videos. They're connecting with you at a personal level because on video, they can see you. They can see your mannerisms, your body language. They, they get a, a feel for who you are as a person. And then that personal connection, along with the credibility you've built for yourself and the authority you've built for yourself through what you're teaching them, when that comes together, the only thing they can do is hire you. Now, they may not be ready. They may just be researching and they're going to contact you two years from now. But that's why you need to just keep going and reach new people because you get enough of those people pretty soon. Tipping point, you're getting calls every single week that come list me calls or come help me buy calls. I see it every single damn day with agents that have 100 subscribers on YouTube, 148 followers on Instagram, and they're selling homes from their content because they follow the formula and they don't give up in the beginning when they suck. They, they endure the suck to practice enough to get better and pretty soon they're confident and they just keep cranking. That's it. That's the formula. Absolutely. We can embrace the suck. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> embrace the suck and take action, which I mean, full transparency and I'll always be transparent with people. I, I contacted Dustin Brome about two hours ago and this is episode one to where we're taking action. We're going to have hundreds of episodes. So if you're starting here, I've got a line of guests coming on. Um, but it is about just doing it, taking action. It, it's not going to be amazing, but you can't learn until you try. So you have to start in the first and not just understand it's not going to be perfect. And you'll learn and can kind of tweak things from there to, to move forward. You know, what's crazy, Travis, like I'm, I'm blessed with a ton of mentors that are way ahead in business, way ahead in, in finances than I am right now. And they all have this common thread in them. And, and it's their willingness to endure sucking and doing things poorly in the beginning. It, Cause that stops damn near everybody. And if you're listening, I'm sure that has stopped you at some point in your life from doing something. You're like, you know what? This is hard. I suck at it. What's the, what the, what's the point? When, if you're going to be a realtor and you want to attract clients to you, this is not a place where you can let that same habit happen. You've got to kick that habit. And, and so your willingness to endure being shitty in the short term, so you can practice enough to get better, that, that is what all successful people have. We all know people that are way wealthier, way more successful than us that are not more intelligent you know, and I'm putting that nicely. Some of them are not smarter at all, but they were just stubborn enough to not quit. Isn't that amazing? Like, and the, the beauty is you can control that shit. Now, when you team up with others and link arms with others who want to see you win and that will hold your hand and guide you. And, and ideally you're linking arms with people who are ahead of you, who are a few steps ahead and can just pull you along. Uh, you're going to see results faster. When you get frustrated, you're going to have someone to help, help you run through that shit. And so mentorship and partnership with great people that are ahead of you is absolutely key to success as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Nisa always says, basically find a mentor and then don't be afraid to outgrow them, but you got to start with somewhere and then also dial in the, the, the goals. Cause I remember as a brand new agent, cause we all started somewhere. It, it wasn't. I knew in the horizon I was going to help hundreds of people, you know, and sell hundreds of millions of real estate. But that wasn't my first goal. When I first got into real estate, it was one client, literally get a client, close it. And then it was five and then and grow, grow from there. So you have to dial in exactly 
what your goal is and start there just kind of step by step. That's it. Yeah. It, but it's not sexy, Travis. That That's the thing. Like I'm sure some, some dumbass has already turned this podcast off because they, they don't like the answer. I'm sure. Sh- they're, they're like, uh, if you're not going to give me a tactic, if you're not going to give me a shiny object to go do, I'm out. They're going to be doing that for the rest of their damn career. They're short. There's tons of tactics in this. If you actually listen to this. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, that people might not necessarily want to do, do them. Um, and there's stories behind it, but pretty much where it is. So Mr. Brome, uh, realistically, you brought us into your organization, massive agent society, how did we met and what did that look like? You know, how did you close the Ferris team into your organization? I still wonder that to this day. Um, I, I kind of <laughs> blacked out there for about a month and then, you, then we were partners. It was crazy. No, uh, you guys listen to my podcast. Like, how crazy is that? I just decided five years ago to speak to the internet and do a podcast every week. And you guys listened. I didn't know you were listening until you reached out through Instagram and you're like, Hey, we listened to your show. We're thinking about, you know, making this move here. What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. And that started a conversation about, about what it looks like with us working together. But prior to that, I was just doing my thing, speaking to the internet. And sometimes that can be really lonely because you see your, you know, the number of downloads or the number of views or the number of subscribers. And you, it's really easy to detach those from real people. Those are people. Like if you have a, if you have 500 people watch your video, imagine, and your video is three minutes long. Okay. 500 people watch your three minute video. A lot of agents would say, and eh, that video didn't do very well. Okay. How fucked is that? If you're, if you're on stage in front of a room of 500 people and you're speaking to them for three minutes, w- would you poo poo that? That's a pretty significant platform. You have 500 people listen to you for three minutes. That's a big deal. So do not underestimate that shit. Um, and luckily one of those numbers was that was out there that I didn't know. I just saw the numbers was you and Nisa and you know, you reached out, we spoke, I hooked you up with my mentor. We talked about how we can all partner together and build what, first off, I was interested in what you guys are trying to do and why you were trying to do it and how I could help. So I brought in my mentor, Clayton. And, and he's poured gas on the fire and he's, he's unlocked stuff that I can't because he's an expert in certain areas that I'm not. And so it's, it's just become this, this awesome team. Um, you know, team is thrown around a lot in real estate, but like the way we do things, what we have is a true team. Uh, it, it operates as such. It's really freaking cool. So, you know, I'm just grateful you guys listen to the pod and that I happen to be saying something that resonated with you. And that I happen to be building credibility with you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have reached out. You would have just thought I was a fucking clown. Now, a lot of people are, a lot of people are there. I just don't hear from them. So, yeah, you know, it's crazy. For sure. I remember reaching out too. There was that, that was more ego, Travis, um, which again, I think our journey of ego always has its own journey of ups and downs. Yeah. Tell, tell everyone about that, dude. I, I want to hear it from your point of view. What does ego, Travis, mean? Ego Travis, um, again, it was when I got into real estate, it's chasing numbers. So again, at Collab, if you're interested in Collab, the Collab agents, what we're doing is literally helping agents build profitable businesses. And what's not included is Ego Travis is, I'm going to be the number one agent in Hawaii and chasing those numbers and actually borderline. And again, I'd call 
most agents that are doing business at a high level, they could be probably caught in this ego journey at some point or some way to where you're paying for numbers. Hey, you know, you sold X amount. What's your profitability look like? And so Ego Travis was number one agent. And I actually ran, was running my own Realogy franchise brokerage for over four years, spent, you know, close to a million dollars on that operation. Uh, eat, like breaking away from Ego Travis was looking at that and saying, this isn't working. So again, if you're hearing this and, and you think or feel something, it is, it's that, that the heart or the stomach, you know, whatever it is, I was able to step back at my life at that point and say, this is not working. I know, again, same thing. When I was a new agent, I knew on the horizon I was going to do great things. It was the same thing with this point to where I know the life that I'm building. And I was able to look at the life I was living at my own brokerage, like the black hole of money and joy and happiness. And it was just, I was like, this isn't working. I need to make drastic changes. So I, I literally packed my ego, stuck it in the side, and then said, what are we going to do? Am I, am I going to leave and sell out? Am I going to go to a brokerage and get a check to get paid out? But then I'm stuck there. Um, so again, it's helping agents build profitable businesses to where at this point, the non-ego Travis is I am actually, per we're still one of the top agents. However, we are flying probably just under the radar to where we are still crushing, but not like in everyone's crosshairs of, oh my gosh, you know, we got to watch out for these guys, but I'm making 10 times more money than I was before. That's, that's right. called, that's called breaking away from the ego and living a better life to be out of the crosshairs, making more money. Um, and at this point, Dustin said it too, is finding yourself in a, in a place to where I can coach, mentor and help agents. Cause do you know how many agents are still stuck in that place of, and again, everyone was, was telling us we were successful, but we were like, I'm miserable. I don't have the money I should have. There's something wrong. And that's that was ego, Travis. And putting that away and doing what I've done today is the best decision we've ever made in our life. And so ego, Travis, was who kind of pinged Dustin Brome like, what are your sales at? I, I think it was something like that. And uh, I, yeah, I think you did. I think you tried to like run the, run me through this litmus, litmus test that... Luckily, I don't I don't play by those rules, and so I, I I think I just kind of blew it off because uh, you wouldn't have liked the answer. You know, I'm like I don't sell shit personally, like on purpose. But I think you guys were at the point where you you were open to a different way because you were you were going that traditional route where like I I just wrote this down as you were talking because I thought of this comparison. All these agents and teams that run around and just, there's like here's my production, here's my product. Production is like your follower count. It's so incomplete. It's such an incomplete metric and it's so easily skewed and propped up. And, you know, so you see someone with a hundred thousand followers. Okay. Do they actually have a hundred thousand followers or do they just pay for them? You know what I mean? So production is so incomplete. Like you guys started doing things a different way. Once we teamed up and, and you structured things, you looked at Clayton's model, you know, our, our mutual mentor, you looked at his model, you made some tweaks based on that. And I can tell that you guys kind of like just put pushed aside all of those superficial metrics that the industry loves. And you focused on profit. Like mm -hmm. how much money are you actually making? How much money are your agents actually making? How much of that is coming every month residually? How much do you have to close transactions over and over and over for? And so what's cool is you're not chasing the Wall Street journalist. You're not trying to be on real trends. What's crazy is 
those who are, you're probably making more than they are. You're probably more profitable than a lot of those teams that are selling hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of homes because they have to spend so much damn money to get those clients. Like, uh, spoiler alert, a lot of these teams, a lot of these big shot agents that the industry looks up to are in the red. They're not profitable. They're losing money. So I don't know about you. I'm starting to think, Travis, that maybe the number of homes you sell is kind of irrelevant. How much money you actually make and and take home with you might be more important. Weird. That is that's absolutely and it, it's a uh, it's a show me your bank account. Not that not in an ego sense, but in a straight results sense. Yes. Um, and that's that's absolutely. I mean, some of these major mega teams, you know, they are lucky lucky to be at a ten percent profit margin. You know, to where we are, Crazy. we are, we, I think we're somewhere closer to like 40, 45% profit margin. And when we're talking to actually some of these people, they're like, that's, that's pretty insane, but it's yeah, quality you, of life. You guys still spend money on ads too. And it's still 45%. Yeah. yeah. And that's the, I really, I really wow. dial in when I go into a spend on something, um, to where, again, I'm not chasing numbers. Cause a lot of these people will go 10 grand a month, 20 grand a month, and they'll, they'll just vamp up hoping it's breaking even because they're capturing numbers to where I spend X amount and I actually will dial in, evaluate the ROI, our converting, our conversion rates, and then I'll either bump it up, I bring in partners, but I very strategically will hit like that uh, pinnacle threshold of maximum results. And, and that's what it is. So I try to get maximum results spending the least amount. And that's kind of the way that we've done things. Um, but it has been life-changing. Again, it was... Uh, the life we're living today is completely different than the life we were living five years ago. And we have a lot of agents because, uh, again, what we do, how we do it is change agents' lives. And we have a lot of agents because, like you said, we've talked about this before. I care about how much my agents are making because if you have an agent on a team, and I know them, I hear about these teams at different companies to where like their highest paid agent is making how much? A small amount. You're like, how can they even live? And we're not about that to where I love watching my agents make a lot of money because I know that they are now in a, a, a place of get out of the, the survival mode to hit thrive mode, you know, a place of abundance, not scarcity. And yeah. they're happier. You know what I mean? And, and again, if, if we're managing human beings, you want to, you want a happy, content human being. Cause then I can actually manage them effectively as opposed to a human being up, up against a corner trying to provide for their family, that human being is going to do on like really not practical things because they, you know what I mean? So that's where I can manage a happy, content human being, a scarcity backed against the corner is, is going to do like things out of pattern that, that don't make sense. You're doing something right. And I think it's important that people hear this. So out of my out of my team, you know, I have about 250, 260 agents that I'm partnered with. And you guys have just over a hundred of those. You guys have the best retention by far out of, out of the whole group. Like you're doing something within your group with the culture and with the results for your people that's keeping them, you know, like they're, they're not leaving you. And that's pretty awesome to watch. Cause I, I get to see all these other groups where the retention isn't quite so high. And I mean, the proof is in the pudding right there. So, you know, it's crazy to think that because you guys were willing to go out on a ledge, make a bold decision and make a big change uh, that that temporarily hit your ego, right? Like your name and lights 
those lights got turned off for a minute, right? Then you guys went and did this other thing in a different way that the industry doesn't really do. And, uh, you know, now you don't have to gross a million dollars just to make a hundred. Like how crazy is that? You talk about these teams that, that, um, net a hundred or the 10% profit margins. That means you have to make a hundred thousand dollars. You have to gross a million dollars in GCI. That's insanity. Why wouldn't you just go sell a couple homes a month to to make a hundred K? You know what I mean? Like it's just wild shit. Absolutely. Well, and then you got the headache of a million dollar business instead of, instead of having a hundred thousand dollar business, that's easy peasy. You have a million dollar business and you're only taking home. That's even, that's worse. Yeah. You have a lot of Amex points. You you build up the Amex points like crazy, but my God, you have to spend 900 to make a million. Yeah. Vanity metrics. Yeah. We turned our lights off on purpose, uh, for a little bit so we could turn on this light here. I'm completely redoing our office. So the, the backdrop will get better, but um, I'm super excited with that partnering with you guys. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. I'm excited for what the future holds. Uh, Dustin Brown, go ahead. Tell, tell our people where they can find you. Give us the links, all that stuff. Massive agent on social. Hit it. Massiveagentpodcast.com. Yeah. Massive agent on social, YouTube, all of it. Awesome. Well, Dustin Brome is doing things at a different level. Um, we've loved partnering with him and doing all of those things. Um, again, we're going to be keep pushing into the future, different platforms, different content. Um, you're going to see us everywhere, partnering events, doing everything we possibly can. So thank you very much, Dustin Brome. Yeah, man. I'm stoked to watch what, uh, what you guys do this next year. It's going to be cool because we're going to do it together. hundred percent, dude. It's uh, we got a lot of agents doing a lot of cool things that I think we're just, at this point, again, once you check the ego and I see, I, I help other people build their own fires now. You know, I'm definitely a fire person, but I always tell them like, hey, let's help you build a fire and then, I, then we can just go around pour gasoline on it to, to get it stoked. That's it. That's it. it you know, I, I would recommend that everybody, everybody listening does a little gut check. I Say out loud. Like, so imagine yourself being asked by someone, how many homes do you sell a year? And then your response, and you need to say this out loud is, I don't sell any. How does that feel? Probably freaks you out a little bit, right? It freaked me out for a long time too, but now it's a, it's a badge of honor. When I get asked, how many homes are you selling? I'm like, none. Like, they're like, why? I'm like, what? Cause I try not to, you know, I, I try not to sell any homes. I'd rather you guys sell the homes. And they're like, what? But I make more and I have so much more free time to than people that are, only focused on number of homes sold. There, there are other ways of doing things. There are better ways. So you have to reverse engineer what you want, whether that's income or lifestyle or both, and then reverse engineer how to get it. That's what I did. That's what you guys have done and are doing. And that's why we're doing things the way we're doing them. And, you know, there's people that are going to, they're going to be stubborn doing the same old shit, but they can't be surprised that they're going to get the same old results. And burnout is one of those results. 100%. We've been there numerous times on the burnout. And that's, yeah, when we talk to people and it's, again, some of the agents, it's like, hey, well, you know, what's your take home? They've made $500,000. My goal for them to where I would rather, that we help them get to the point is you should rather shoot for making $490,000 and not being a slave to your business. Because then you have time to actually work on the business or in other departments or doing podcasts, getting on your YouTube, which will then generate more business. So that's right. That's right. It's crazy, man. We're entrepreneurs. 
hundred percent. And I'll tell you what, if, if, and I'm not afraid I function. And I, I think you through all this, we function by core values. If you're not an entrepreneur, business person, business professional striving for more, and you want to be a, you know, one trick pony real estate agent, this might not be the best place for you. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of them that'll take a solo agent that just wants to sell units. Yep. hundred percent, which you can sell, That's but fine. you just, you need to be able to think bigger than that. Cause again, are you, are you building a business or are you working a job? Exactly. Yeah. The, the people that work with us that do well and stick around, they're entrepreneurs. They, they want to build a business that one day they can remove themselves from. And, you know, they're trying to, they ask themselves a bold question. How can I make more money and work less? When you ask yourself better questions, you start to get better results. And that was a question that I asked myself. And in the beginning, I'm like, what a stupid question. Like, because I had, I had programmed, excuse me, programmed myself my entire life that more money came with hard work. So I had to like reprogram my brain to not equate the two because they're not, yeah. they're not equated at all. It's, it's so funny because ego Travis, since we brought him up, that statement Easier. used to trigger me so much when people would say that. I don't know why it's exactly, I think the exact same thing with you. Um, when I would hear that, I'd be like, huh? Like it would just, it just didn't work in my brain. Right. Cause it, it flies in the face of the story that you've told yourself. And then when you get out there and you start networking and masterminding with others that are way ahead of you and you're like, wait a minute, uh, how is this person making $6 million a year? And they, they're bare, like, they're, they're never busy. And you're like, huh? I guess that is possible. I just have to like ask myself the question and maybe make some changes. Interesting. 100%. Fun stuff, man. I love it. I'm stoked to work together this year, man. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Dustin Brome. You guys know where to find him. Massive agent on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I think all of those. Go on, follow his stuff. Um, Your organization is open for new agents. What What does it look like to sign up for that for them? Yeah. So we're always looking for entrepreneurial minded, uh, growth minded people, um, on the massive agent team. And you guys are a big part of that, of course. Um, you know, if, if you hear this and want to know more, reach out to Travis, reach out to Nisa. And, um, you know, what's cool is when you get Travis and Nisa, you get me, you, you get Clayton, you get my mentors and, uh, and it's just cool. So, um, Reach out, man. We'll uh, we'll talk. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Mr. Dustin Brome. Thank you, everybody. Hope you got some uh, tactical takeaways on this, and we look forward to seeing you guys next time. Aloha. Enjoyed this episode of Coffee for Closers? Subscribe to the show anywhere you find podcasts, and follow Collab Agents on social at Collab Agents. <laughs>